Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Welcome to Real Cuff Radio. And tonight... Pete Rose is supposed to be hosting the show with me, but he hasn't shown up yet, so maybe we'll get him in the middle of the show. But we're going to basically, we're going to talk about some baseball. We're going to talk about the coronavirus. We're going to talk about the opportunities that are going to open for these baseball players that, you know, when everything looks like it's it's not going to work and everything looks like it's impossible, one thing to remember is nothing is impossible with God. But you still have to put forth the effort, and nothing's given on a silver spoon. So let me just tell you who we've got on the line tonight. So right now, we've got Tony Perez, George Falster, Jack Johnson, Bryce Miller, and I believe Johnny Johnson is still on the line too. So, um, you know, I'll start with you, George. In the middle of all this coronavirus and shutdown and everything else, I know that there's a lot of kids that are sitting at home playing video games and goofing off when they have this opportunity to get out there and, uh, you know, I mean, even if you go do something, go jogging, play by yourself, whatever, you have an opportunity to get in better shape than when you you know, we're basically kicked off the field. Well, the bottom line is that if you want it, depending on how much you want it or want something, you're going to go and work at it. And a lot of kids need need something to be organized or somebody else to put it together. But if you really want something, you've got to go work at it. And running is something you can do wherever you are. I know when I was growing up, I would get a bucket of balls and go and and throw towards the diamond or uh, do soft toss into the to the diamond area, uh, do my running. There are certain things that you can do on your own, and if you can get another person, that's fine, but you don't have to rely on somebody else to do it. Uh, working on your routes in, in uh, fly balls or uh, working on your leads at on base, uh, working on your sliding. So there are different things that you're able to do and take advantage of the time that you have now so that you're ready when the opportunities do come about. Hey, by the way, just to let y'all know, when I put it into video form, I will put y'all stats up so everybody knows, because if they don't know, uh, like you, George, you know, you, you were the 1977 National League MVP. And, uh, but I, I'll put all that up there because it, it's, it's easier just to do the show and let the people read the stats or let them read it at the end of uh, the radio show or whatever, but that way we can just keep going on. Well, let them know that. We know what we're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you guys do know what you're talking about. That's why I was really hoping that Pete would be here, because uh, that guy, out of everybody I know, I've never heard anybody just name the stats off, the, the, the go, you know, uh, he remembers every date. He remembers every play. It, it just amazes me. 
I know. It, 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 I relied on him when we were playing another team. He tells me the – I mean, to, to many may not sound like a big deal, but ne- let me know the rotation of the, the pitchers coming in so that now I can visualize what that guy had thrown before and what he does have so I'm mentally prepared when that team, when we play against that team and those starters are, are coming, in, coming in line. Jack? So. All right, so Jack, I already feel like I know you because I did a show, by the way, Jack's father is Johnny Johnson, who was a baseball player, and the show was episode 57, but Johnny basically ended up with a very rare cancer. Um, I won't go through the whole thing, but Jack was the miracle baby. You know, they said he would never have kids, and and uh, it was actually filmed on live TV. Well, I have two players today, Jack Johnson, and I've got Bryce Miller. They were both juniors this year, but Bryce was a junior at Texas A&M, and he's a pitcher. He was number 32. Jack was a junior in Katy, Texas at the high school there. Um, so we're kind of getting a point of view from, from uh, each one. Uh, so why don't you start first, Jack, and kind of tell us how what this coronavirus did to your season. So, yeah, of course, um, you know, the season got canceled, and we were all pretty bummed out. Our team actually definitely had the most chemistry it's ever had in the program before. I mean, you could ask our head coach. Um, you know, the guys were for each other. We bought into the program. And, uh, you know, that's really important when you're trying to go far. So when we all heard that our season got canceled, we were just, it was, it was heartbreaking, especially for the seniors because, you know, when they're, going in, when they're going into college trying to compete for a spot, as a freshman, you know, some colleges still have, um, you know, the ability of the seniors to come back and play again a year. So, you know, they're going to have to compete twice as hard. But for me, you know, I still have summer ball, so I still have a chance. But compared to the seniors that are graduating from the high school level to college, it's completely different. Now, I saw some crazy stuff on YouTube, you exercising it. One, my favorite one was that I've never seen before, was you had this small parachute hooked to your back and you were jogging to give resistance. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, I'll hook it on the video anyway because – I thought that was a clever idea. Um, Bryce, what about you? What are you doing uh, as far as since you're not able to really go work out and you don't have, you know, facilities available? Yeah, we, um, you know, ever since it all got shut down, we haven't even, we haven't been allowed to be at A&M or in College Station and use our facilities or anything. So all we can really do, I mean, I try to long toss, Three or four times, you know, kind of do what I can in the in the garage and lift weights a little bit. Not too much you can do other than, I mean, just kind of stuff on your own and um, just try to stay somewhat in shape and stay stay active while you're while we're doing all this and while everybody's sitting at home. I was talking to Pete the other day, and he told me he said in 1981 he said they were on strike for 53 days and he said every day i was working out and i was in the batting cages 
unfortunately, right now, there there were no there are no batting cages. I think there are starting to open up here in Texas. You know, the last what two months there hasn't been anything. But mm-hmm. Pete said when when that strike was over, he came out better than he was before, and which of course that's definitely an advantage that you players can have because uh, you know I'll be honest, the majority of them I've talked to are sitting at home playing Nintendo games and Xbox and whatever else gaining weight one other thing last thing i heard was that we're supposed to have our facilities reopen first so hopefully even if you know we have to go in and spread out and you know a couple guys in at a time at least if that does happen we'll be able to use use the facilities to sit there and, and eat and lift and use use the field and everything so that's what we're hoping looking forward to right now but so Tony, what what do you say about what do you think they should be doing right now? Well, they 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 should be working out. I mean, somewhere and and somehow because I agree with George. Uh, George say like George say is is all right. You don't need a few people uh, to to stay in shape. You can do it yourself, and you can find something uh, and you can do about your hitting or about. You know about uh, your physical, uh, you know running. I think it's running because I'm not doing anything right now. I'm sitting at home, but I'm not. I'm not sitting at home all the time. I I just came back from walk. I walk an hour. I, you know, and, and I'm and I'm 78 years old, uh, almost. I, that's what I. It's what I say. You cannot even for you cannot go out and you cannot go to the gym and, and whatever you can you can you can work out you can find something and to to, uh, to do it like a piece in 81 or in 81 when we got a strike i went back to puerto rico i went back to puerto rico but i didn't want to puerto rico on vacation i went to puerto rico to see my to be with my family but at the same time i i i, I run on the beach you know to do my running on the beach and then i I am uh, found somebody, you know, to go and hit because, you know, I use the stadiums over there and we got some other guys. That was more easy than this one now because you cannot be in groups. You cannot be too, with too many people. But, you know, at that time you can go. But I never sit down all the time. I never went there to, you know, to, to lay on the beach or, or you know, and I have parties and go out. You know, I just, I just went to be with my family. And you know, and wait from they, you know, open it up all, all the camp, and we start playing again. But I had to be ready. I was ready when I came back. I would never believe that we would have been shut down like we were right off the bat, because we we were going to go to the college World Series, and that was canceled. I mean, the first thing they did was they canceled mm-hmm. that. So, which just amazed me because, you know, we do live in America, and uh, to think that something like this would just be able to shut us down is just crazy. The reason we picked Jack and picked Bryce to have on here is is because of the fact that they both are actually doing something to stay in shape and be ready when it starts back up. That's you the know? way to do and, it. Uh, yeah, and like I said, I you know I was amazed at uh, some of the things I've seen where Jack's been working out, and basically Bryce, uh, I've seen some of his stuff too, not as much as I saw on Jack, but the reason is, well, you know, my dad went to Texas A&M, 
two of my brothers went there. Their wives went there. My oldest son went there. His wife went there. Bryce's mother has been posting a ton of his stuff on on Facebook and stuff. So I've seen a lot of the things he's doing. And I mean, I've got kids sitting at home. One of them is a senior in, in college right now. And since the baseball thing stopped, you know, um, he's just trying to finish his college up. But, you know, he's playing a lot of games. And the uh, I've got a tennis player. He, I haven't seen – I've drug him to the tennis courts like twice because I'm like, look, you got to play. This is going to be over soon. And whether you're a football player, tennis player, you know, baseball player, actor, whatever, if you know, you should at least do one thing a day to keep you sharp and keep you going in the right direction because this will end probably as fast as it started and we'll be back to what we'll be calling our new normal. We just need to be ready. Well, the worst thing is come back and then uh, incur an injury. So it's being a pitcher, you've got to go out there and throw a lot. Being a hitter, you've got to swing the bat a lot. But the the the, main, the common ingredient of both is you got to get keep those legs in shape because you throw with your legs and you hit with your legs and you got to make sure those legs are, legs are in shape so in pitching that you don't put a lot of strain on your arm and in, in hitting you want to make sure that your legs be, so you're able to drive with your lower body and not try to muscle up from the waist waist up so doing those things that's going to keep your get your body ready other things you can fill in if it's if it's weight training or weight lifting but when you're weightlifting, making sure that you, you're not lifting heavy weight, lift light weight. If you can't do 15 to 20 reps in each set, that it's, it's too heavy. So being able to do at least three sets of that. But you can do things, push-ups, sit-ups, things that's going to help, help using your body itself as, as the resistance. Uh, but you you got to do things. You can't wait till it's the bell rings. Be ready when it's ready when they say you can go out exactly hey johnny are you still on yes i am still on and uh, i was going to comment that you know what we're seeing with the the summer ball and what we're hearing um about the coaches from various colleges you know they've they've sent jack a lot of emails asking for his summer schedule because they're going to try to get out and see see games but a lot of them can't get out, and they got to wait until, um, you know, they can follow the rules, you know, for everybody fair and square. So they're not going to let the the big D1 schools do something different than they are the D2 and D3, et cetera. And so the coaches have also been uh, – I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter, uh, a lot of stuff on Facebook, but also just emails of coaches saying, hey, due to the shutdown, um, you know, please just send us some videos. Please let us know what you're doing. Please keep us involved in what's going on with, with yourself, with your workouts, because there's a, there's a, there's a big chance that the coaches aren't going to be able to get out um, and, and see a lot, of, a lot of kids play. We were supposed to go to South Carolina. Uh, that got canceled. Uh, all, the, all the baseball that uh, Jack will play this summer, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, good Lord willing, um, will only be here in Texas. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let them um, travel outside the state. So that's gonna limit the the number of, uh, of of opportunities to be seen and the exposure. You know, last year they played in Atlanta, 
and New Mexico, and the stands were full of coaches. And I mean full of coaches from all of the major schools. Uh, and it's just, it's just going to be tough this summer. It's going to be a challenge, but now, now doing things to uh, – I mean, life itself is a challenge, but what, what do you need to do to be prepared for that? Say, in, in Jack's case, I know you're, you got, you're doing running, but now it's you get your legs to a point that you run into 40 or run into 60, seeing what your time is and being able to re, record that time so you can report that to the, to the scouts. And in Bryce's case, is being able to uh, get your arm up to uh, – that you're able to work on your, your arm speed and seeing what velocity that you do have so that they have an idea what you have before, before, since they're not able to come and watch you now, but at least they put you on, on their list, on their radar, knowing what you can do and, and not do. And, and I was talking about your repertoire. It's important to know as a coach, I want to know, you know, what do you throw? You know, what do you have confidence in? And you're saying the, the fastball, uh, the slider, the curve, the changeup, and and but with back to the fastball, knowing that you can do different things with it, you know the two seamer, the four seamer, and then they they may ask you, you know, what's your mindset, uh, what's your approach? Same with Jack, what's your approach when you're at the plate, and as a pitcher, what's your approach when you're out there on the mound? So they want to get an idea what you can do, and this is the not the best way, but the second best way for them to find out about you. So, Johnny, before this all started, you were doing a lot of coaching. What, what, what advice would you give to uh, other people out there listening? Well, I would uh, first and foremost agree with everything Tony and George have said here today. Um, you know, we're fortunate enough to have um, uh, things here at our home. We have an indoor area to hit, an outdoor area. We've got a mound. Uh, kids can come over here and throw bullpens, and Jack can catch bullpens. We can hit and throw and stuff. But – uh, you know, specifically to your question, um, Todd, every, everybody needs to do something. As, as all the professionals here who have all the records and all the credibility of everything they're saying, everybody should listen to them. The players should do something, and I think they should do something every day. I think they should have a plan. They should, they should execute that plan. Uh, and George is a good point, you know, put some times down. Where are you? Where did you get to? Have you improved? You know, do something different. Mix it up. Don't make it so monotonous. But you can find something. Even, you know, I remember as a kid, I didn't have anybody necessarily at the house to play with sometimes. So I was tennis ball on the roof working on pop flies. I was tennis ball against the, the side of the house working on my grounders. Um, you know, you got to be creative. you got to find a way because if you want it bad enough, and that's sort of kind of how we were talking a little bit before the show started, if you want it bad enough, you got to go out there and you got to be different. You got to show yourself different. You got to show that you have what it takes on the inside to be a self starter. And it's the same thing in the classroom. I, I do want to comment on that since you asked, Todd. You know, a lot of these players now are gearing up to take the ACT and the SAT. They have to be self motivated. They have to get up. They got to study. They got to do their lessons. Um, they're not necessarily in school. They don't have a teacher looking over their shoulders. Um, my wife is a school teacher, a seventh grade school teacher, and uh, she has stories daily of having to call and beg and plead with, with students and parents to do their schoolwork. Well, if you're in high school and you want to play at the next level, you better find a way to get motivated by yourself. Get up, set your alarm, and when your buddies sort of, uh, you know, 
when your buddies sort of cancel on you, you got to find a way inside to say, I'm going to still do my stuff because I want this bad enough. So, you know, my advice is to find, a, find some friends that are driven like you are and hold each other accountable, make a plan, write it down, and execute that plan every day. Do something different. Watch videos. Watch some old baseball. Goodness, I watched, I think I texted George and, and Tony and Pete not long ago. I watched uh, one of the old World Series games just to see some baseball. You know, watch some baseball. Look at your position. Look how the players played. There's something you could do every day to get better, and you should do that. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, watch, I watch a lot of YouTube for myself to learn if, if it's golf, if it's tennis, or different ideas in teaching hitting. And just watching, I was watching Willie Mays today. I watched, of course, Tony, and watching, watching their approach at the plate. And as, as a pitcher, watching these guys, how they pitch, like I said earlier with, with, with Greg Maddox, you know, watching what, what does he do? He doesn't throw maybe 100 miles an, an hour, 95, but he lo, locates location, location. And in Bryce's case, work on if you need to work on your, your pickoff move, uh, working on your fielding or something that you need to work on to, to make you more complete out there so you're not – after you throw the ball, you become a become a fielder, but you you got to know what you, you got to learn how to pitch and and having curveball, fastball, changeup, uh, slider. That's having those, but now how do you utilize those? And that's that's when you learn how to pitch. And watching somebody who's who's doing that, I, I look at YouTube and finding a player, and like in in. Uh, Jack's case, look at some YouTube of, of Johnny Bench, how he blocks the ball, how he gets set to throw the ball to, to second or to the other bases. You know, watch the best and, and see what, what you can, can learn from that. That's only going to make you a better, better player out there. What I think is, uh, you know, you, you guys who are going to go now to school and going, going to, to college and, and high school, the thing you have to do really is think positive about this vital thing because because this might you learn something you learn a lot from this you know being home can get out can be with your friends can work out with your friends you can do a lot of things you can learn from this you know uh, it's it's like like you going you going to another to another uh, places and another work and another people just learn, and you, you guys, John, you guys, uh, you, you guys just start him uh, play baseball, and that's that's what you have to do. Keep working hard, listen to what your coaches say, and and go from there. And you might learn from this, make you a better player, make you a better man, because it's hard for everybody. It's not only for us; it's for everybody. A lot of people and around the world is going through this. And you have to, we have to, we have to take advantage of this somehow. I know it's a terrible thing. I know it's a, a lot of people is going through to bad, 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 bad things. But you know, think positive about it and, and work hard. So listen, listen to what this George, Jose, and Johnny, and and want everybody. I mean, it's, it, keep working on it, guys. So Bryce, Jack, you guys have anything to? Any questions or yeah, I'll pick up a little bit. So, um, I mean, just for the people that are listening, like you don't need 
you don't need anything to go outside and run. You don't need anything to go and stretch. You don't need anything to go do push-ups or sit-ups like, uh, like Mr. George and Mr. Tony said um, earlier. You know, you could take a bat, stand in the mirror, and take quality swings just looking at, your, just looking at yourself. You don't need, you know, a cage or a machine or a tee or a ball. Just, you have to learn to use what you got and find the silver lining every day and, you know, like, like Mr. Tony said, you just got to learn from it. And you got to get better from what you have. Well put. So, Bryce, do you have any questions? Uh, I don't think so. Is there, is there a pitcher that you follow in the major league today? Anyone that you idolize? Uh, I like to watch, um, obviously, I mean, I grew up as Astros fan, and I watch Verlander and, and Garrett Cole, but Recently, I've been kind of watching Walker Buehler. Um, okay. What do you like about Buehler besides his awesome fastball? Yeah. Uh, I, I try to – really, I had asked multiple times, like, when talking to scouts, one of their questions is, like, who do I compare myself to in the majors and that kind of stuff. And I didn't – at that time, I didn't really know who – I hadn't – I hadn't really had anybody that I compared myself to, and then I, I found him and um, was able to kind of see some comparisons there and see some uh, some things that, so what, that I liked. And what what I have liked. you been, been timed at your your fastball? Like miles per hour? Yes. Uh, I've been Rossi. up to ninety eight. Oh, ninety eight on fastball. Um, my slider usually. Um, 87, 89. Uh, curveball's curveball's pretty slow. It's usually seventy four. Um, then change ups like eighty four, eighty five. So, um, hmm. I said, oh, that's strange that your 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 change up is you uh, have more velocity than the than the curveball. <laughs> yeah, and that's my change up and my curveball have been what I've been trying to develop the last last year that's what I've been focusing on my freshman year and my sophomore year in college I was pretty much only fastball slider and going into this mm-hmm. season I was I had pretty much only worked on my curveball and my changeup all summer and all fall and was starting to implement those in in, in game and um, I was getting comfortable with them and then obviously the season got ended and got, got short but yeah the two guys you mentioned uh Mueller's coming along, but Verlander is, is more established. He's more the pitcher, and he has more in his repertoire what you have. And, you know, watch him. I mean, bid, uh, watch YouTube. Because uh, uh, Mueller, he, he, he's a guy who can go out there and challenge guys because he has that fastball to do it. But in Verlander, he's the pitcher because he's going to locate and set the guy up. Uh, even You don't have yeah. to strike a guy out to get him out. That's the thing to bear in mind. You don't have to strike a guy out to get him out. Yeah, and that's what I have. I didn't start pitching until my senior year of high school, and throughout my years of my few years of pitching, I've I've turned into more of a pitcher. I've learned more to pitch instead of just getting up there and throw. Um, my my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college, I was I would consider myself more of a thrower. I would just get up there and as far as I could, not care where it went, and um, just, you know, whatever happens, happens. But as I've 
got more experience and have played more and pitched in big situations. I've kind of learned more of how to pitch instead of how to throw and like where to locate my pitches and what pitches to call and what situations and et cetera. So what are the positions that you play? I played outfield. Okay. So you have, sound like you have good running speed. A little bit. I can I can move a little bit. <laughs> Not about anymore. Yeah, running definitely translates into uh, velocity most of the times in most cases, so that's good. Yep. But you know how the importance of keeping those legs in shape. 100%. Hey, Johnny, who do you have usually teaching uh, the pitching and stuff in, in your facility? Well, we had a couple different pitchers. We had some that played in some AAA, some, you know, um, AA. George and Tony got to meet uh, Mike Morgan. He came. He helped quite a bit for us. They called him the Nomad. I think he was one of four high schoolers that that graduated from high school and immediately went into the big leagues. I think he graduated like June 1st or 4th, and he was pitching at uh, Oakland A Stadium on like, you know, June the 12th, uh, you know, in front of 40,000 people. So, We've had pictures like that. Uh, a lot of times for for us to get some good intel and some good some good instruction for our pitchers, though, even, you know, George has been here. He's helped the kids. Tony's been here a few times. Uh, George has been on the field with the players. And really talking to the players uh, about hitting also is, you know, translate can help a, help a pitcher because, you know, the pitcher is trying to do the opposite thing the hitter's doing. He's trying to, he's trying to get the hitter out. The hitter's trying to get a, you know, trying to get a hit. So, um, we, we have different people from time to time that's done different things for us. You know, I just feel like hopefully this will encourage some other kids to get off their butt and do something. I know these two players have already been out there, you know, at least keeping in shape and, and ready to go back. But, I, you know, when this season's when – when it comes back, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people out of shape. Um, but I do appreciate everyone coming on. And, uh, you know, maybe later I'll get Pete to put a little, you know, insert or something in here and say what he, what he was going to say because he had some really good stuff. But, um, but Bryce, thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. And, Jack, we appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for your time. I really appreciate it. I want to yeah. say, last but not least, is that, you both of you got to do your homework in the sense of, and say in uh, in Bryce's case, say you watching the opponents hit. So you you knowing in batting practice where they they like the ball and where they're going to hit it. So that gives you information. So when you're pitching against these guys, I remember Gaylord Perry was with San Diego Padres and he would come around the batting cage. At first, I thought he was just coming around to say hi. But he was looking to see where we hitting, we're hitting the ball in batting practice. So what? Then I figured out what he was, why he was there. So what I started doing is started hitting everything to right field. So what do you think that he's thinking when he was pitching against me? That I'm not pulling the ball. So I figured he's gonna throw me inside my first one, first or first at bat or second at bat. So I'm looking middle in because. He, I've shown him that I'm only hitting the, going to hit the ball to right field to try to set him up. And now he's feeling that, oh, he's hitting the ball well to right field, so I'm going to come inside on him. 
so that that I did my homework, and but he was doing his homework, looking and see what the guys were doing. A lot of them didn't realize that he was there scouting, scouting to see what they were doing at the plate. Like I say, in batting practice, it, it's like having your favorite dessert. You're only going to swing at the pitches that you like. And in Jack's case, is watching the pitcher warm up, looking at his release point, see what he's throwing, and cause. I've seen the guy, you may have seen the guy three or four times, but each time I'm watching him because he may come up with a different release point. So that's going to help me as a, as a hitter, so I'm prepared for that. So that's part of doing your homework. And in Jack's case, when you're on deck or you're in the dugout, uh, Bryce's case, when you're, when you're tra- uh, charting a game, watching the, what they're doing and see what you would do differently or if you do the same thing. So that's only going to help you. And, a lot of times the batter hitter let you know what you should throw him. So if you threw a fastball to a guy, he's late on it. You don't want to, you don't want to throw a changeup because it speeds his bat up. But if he hits your, pulls your fastball, now you can throw your changeup. So the batter hitter let you know what you need, to, how to pitch to him. You may have a game plan on I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a fastball up and in and slider low and away. Oh, that's fine and dandy, but but look and see that that batter hitter is going to let you know what he let let you know what you need to throw and set him up and go from that. Well, that's, all, that's how you learn. You know, to that point, George and uh, Bryce and Jack. Uh, I don't mean in any way to say this is to you two guys specifically or to be offensive, but you know, you players today, uh, y- younger players as you guys are, okay. You were raised in a different era. Uh, you know, you got Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and all these things to go look at all these videos, YouTube, et cetera. When I was watching these two guys who just joined us, uh, Tony and George and Pete, you know, I was lucky if I got, if they were on the game of the week and I got to see it on Saturday or whenever it was. And, and I just remember, you know, sometimes my, my mom make a bowl of popcorn and I would watch the whole entire game, the commercials, everything. I listened to the announcers to the guys in the booth, and, and I learned about the game. I learned about, well, why, why did they do that when the guy was on second? I learned about, you know, not making the first out at second base because, you know, you'll get there eventually. Maybe you'll get in scoring position. I learned about not making the last out at third base, some things like that. But I listened and I learned because I watched the games intently. <clears throat> I've encouraged Jack, and I encourage anybody listening to this, to, to watch a game as intently as you would play in Fortnite or Clash Royale or any of the new popular games is, is to really watch a game and listen. You know, you can, you can watch some of the old ones. You can pause it. You can rewind it. You can re-listen. You can see the catcher sign. You can see where the pitcher's delivering it. You can listen to the commentator. You can listen to all the stuff around the game, and your baseball knowledge just increases vastly if you do that, in my opinion. Oh, George, what, what do you think about that? No, I, I agree with that. I mean, that's, that's how you learn. That's how you get better. And, and like I said, you, you, it's all about learning and being able to go out there and, and put it into play and not just to just go on. I don't care if you – I mean, it's great you throw a 98, but there are a lot of guys can turn that around. But being able to locate it in a certain spot, if this guy is a low ball hitter, you know you don't you you maybe come up and in on it on that guy. So just learn the learn the uh, weaknesses of that batter hitter, and then 
go with go with your best stuff. In Jack's case, you're knowing that okay, this guy has a good fastball or has a good breaking ball. And I always say that someone would ask me, "How do you hit the curveball?" I said, "Don't miss the fastball." So you got to be able to go up there and and have confidence in what you want to do. And as a hitter, you like the whole field. And being a switch hitter, you don't have to necessarily pull the ball, but pulling the ball is hitting the left center or right center. So you you got to be watching the game all the time when you're on deck, when you're in the dugout, uh, just just being a good student of, of the game. Hey, guys, um, I just want to say one more thing, you know, before we left. But, um, you know, all, all glory and credit is given to the good Lord. And, you know, if he's going to strengthen you each and every day, so – I mean, that's just that, and, you know, keep grinding, do what you got to do, and uh, stay hungry and focused. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on. <clears throat> yes, sir. <clears throat> I say thank you. Uh, appreciate you having me. Um, hopefully, I'm looking forward to getting to say, say hi to Pete, but hopefully uh, one day I'll get to meet him and talk to him. Sure. <laughs>